Welcome to MikeAndJoeConsulting.com. This podcast is episode number five, Fraud Red Flags. This podcast is Mike speaking with Matt Brown, a former law enforcer, district attorney investigator who retired as a bank fraud investigator. Welcome to Lady Law Publishing once again. Today, my guest is Matt Brown, and he's a regular speaker with Lady Law Publishing Speakers Bureau. Today, we're going to talk about internet and online fraud. Uh, Matt started out in law enforcement. He was an investigator for our district attorney's office, and later on, he moved on and finished his career as a bank fraud investigator. His investigations took him all over the world, not just locally with his uh, particular bank that he worked for. So uh, let's get started here. Welcome, Matt. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And um, I'm going to let you take the lead because this okay. is your career. This is my show. Um, yeah, actually, fraud, most of the fraud that we do see uh, originates from out of the out of the country. So... Um, even though I didn't have to travel to, to these countries, I had to deal with fraud from Nigeria, from China, from Canada, even, um, it was just, it was rampant. It was everywhere. And during desperate times, like when we went through the, the 2008 crisis, you know, the housing crisis where the market crashed and everybody was broke, crime fraud was really high then. And then again, with the coronavirus now, there's new variations of the old of the old frauds coming back into play. And usually that's what happens is they run on a cycle. It's the same fraud. It's the same idea. They just come up with different different ways to to, to because people start catching on. Um, so they just come up with different ways to do it. And then they'll circle back around to the original fraud again when they think everybody's forgotten. Well, there's um, always a new opportunity for desperation. But there's always, yeah. And when there's desperation, people want to believe. They, they so want to believe that this is true. You know, when everything in their heart and their head tells them this is too good to be true, they block that out. And they say, well, I'm desperate. I need money. Maybe this is true. I hope this is true. Please be true. And then they fall for the, the things that, you know, on normal, normal situations, normal uh, climate, you wouldn't, you wouldn't fall for it. You know, so, when, when, they, I'm sorry, so, go ahead. So like an example would be, I don't want to wait three months for my COVID shot. And this opportunity is guaranteeing me a shot in three days. Right. So if I just give them $1,500. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They'll, they'll make it so that, you know, the appeal is getting it early. The disadvantage is going to cost you more money and you may not even get a real shot. You might just get a saline solution in your arm and think that you're covered. Um, you know, but like right now with the COVID and, and, and the stimulus packages and stuff and, and people being out of work, that is a prime target that so scam artists want to create this illusion that you're you're due to receive more stimulus than originally given uh 
we can we can get you another fourteen hundred dollars or twelve hundred dollars or six hundred dollars or whatever the case may be just click this link and we'll get you set up and people want to believe it because they, they there's they're desperate so they'll click the link and the link takes them to a phony site where they steal your information because they're, they're going to ask you well before i can send you this money i need to verify your name your address your social security number your bank account that it's going to be directly um directly put into um and, and they'll do it you know now, a lot of times a lot of times is it true that the come on is for the stimulus but once you answer all the information it has nothing to do with stimulus at all they're nothing just gonna at buy, all. they're gonna buy a boat in yeah. <laughs> all, they, all they want is your is your bank information so that they can take money out you know <clears throat> you, they don't ever put money in you never get anything. Um, sometimes they will go so far as to send you a counterfeit check and have you cash it and then wire some of it back to them to cover fees that they'll say. And then the check will come back counterfeit and then you're out all the money. Right. So they'll send you a $5,000 check and they'll say, send $4,000 back to us to cover you know, the fees and processing and, and taxes and you keep the thousand and then so, the check comes back counterfeit and you owe the full 5,000. So let's give the people some examples of uh, red flags. Like we had talked earlier about uh, the automated phone scam mm -hmm. uh, targets everybody, but mostly seniors. Yes. Um, you get an automated call and saying, hi, are you Jane Doe? And all you have to do yes. is say yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. And you have just given them permission to use your credit card or your information or to order things in your name. Yeah, because in, in today's digital world, you can splice and, and pack and cut anything and, and piece it together easily. So all you need is a recording of them saying yes. And you've got permission now so once you... So we train our family members and our seniors especially, never say yes, never admit who you are. I always, when somebody says, is this Mike, I say, who's asking? Who's calling? Yep. How can I help you? Yep. You know, but I never say yes, it is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what other kinds of warnings can we give people? Like in your fraud investigations with the bank, let's bring it back locally. How many people locally have have had their bank accounts, their credit cards used, but it always traces back to the family, to the son, to the drug addict, to the to the cousin who visited and got your information? The biggest the the biggest issue I had just before I left was forgery. And they were always family members. They were always drug addicts. And it was always the, the grandparents. They would go to the grandparents' house, offer to do some work, or offer to help them out with something. And they'd ask, you know, can you pay me a couple dollars? <clears throat> and they'll say, sure, absolutely. So they'll write them a check for $10. They'll watch and see where they put their checkbook. So they'll take the $10. Sometimes they'll alter it and change it to a hundred if, if they can get away with it. 
or they'll just wait and come back now that they know where the checkbook is and then they'll just go to the bottom and start taking checks out from the bottom of the of the stack and start writing checks to themselves so you're not, gonna, you're not going to notice it for three you're months. not going to notice it for a while yeah because you get 50 checks on top of the one that they uh, exactly they'll take it from the bottom and you know and there'll be there'll be amounts <clears throat> that a lot of times the the elderly people won't really remember you know did, did i give them did i give him 100 bucks I, maybe i did that's probably that's probably that's probably accurate yeah that's probably right i don't remember it but i yeah i probably did you know they don't think about it until eventually it becomes thousands and then they're too embarrassed to say anything because they don't want to be deemed you know incapable of taking care of themselves they have too much pride so they don't want to they don't want to tell the cops they don't want to tell security they don't want to you know say anything to to the parents of the child who's who's doing it because again pride they don't want to they don't want to be seen as oh I I can't handle myself I can't handle my money and my finances and uh, they're going to put me in a home and so they get scared about stuff like that so they don't say anything and then so all their life savings gone yeah so in the future now uh, because we're just bringing up the subject so people can call you and actually talk to you about their private um, specific problems and concerns and fears. Absolutely. So when we direct people to your biography and to your link on Lady Law Publishing Speakers Bureau, they can call you and ask you questions like, you know, how do, how do I know? What are the warning right. signs? And you can give them advice about yep. how many times it's not even your grandson that robbed you. They bring a friend over, you make them a tuna fish sandwich, and then the friend is the one going through, you know, he goes to the bathroom, finds your checkbook, and steals yep. the check. Or even service workers. They come over to do some repairs on your home, you know, and some of these guys... They're just fresh out of jail. You know, this is the only job they could get. And uh, they see an opportunity and they take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Your checkbook's laying out on the table. You're not paying attention to what they're doing. They sneak a couple checks out of the bottom. Um, but the big thing, the big red flags, I think, to look for are links. When you get emails or texts sent to you, if it says click on this link, don't. Don't ever click on the link. Always go to the website itself. If it says it's Amazon and it gives you a link to click on, says click here, don't. Back out of the email, go to Amazon directly. Go to, go to the main website. Then you can check your account information on the website. Don't ever trust the emails. Yeah, well, that's, that's your biggest way into the house without knocking on the door. Yep, yep. Um, and then there's all kinds of corporate uh, fraud and embezzlement of businesses yeah. and corporations. Yep. I once consulted for a company and the bookkeeper was adding $2 to every credit card purchase. And they were doing 50, 75 credit card purchases a day. It was a call center, you know, yep. supply company. So she just balanced the books figured in the $2 per purchase, 100 purchases, took $200 out of the cash so that the, the deposit was right. 
Mm -hmm. And so always check your credit card statements um, and make sure that it was $39, not $41. We had an employee who was a trust officer. So she was in charge of all the trust accounts. So several, several, you know, accounts of elderly people with their trusts in, in, you know, all of their finances under this, this one lady's uh, control. And she would take money out of each person's trust account little by little, but you know, there was probably 150 of them that she had to choose from. So she could take a little out of each one. And over the years, she ended up getting $250,000 from, from these accounts. And she used it to fix up her house and buy her husband a new truck. And, you know, I mean, she's doing federal time now for it. And she's got, she had to relinquish her retirement and she still owes us money. So but, uh, for those people listening to us thinking that they're getting great ideas, um, forget that theory. If you steal enough, you'll become a consultant. You're going to go to prison. <laughs> They're going to go to prison. She's still in prison. How many times do you find that those good scams, the just take $2 from 300 people, eventually the greed gets to them and the two turns to 20 and the that's, two turns And that's to where they get hung up. That's where they always get jammed up is they get too greedy. They will, if I can get away with two, can I get away with three? Can I get away with three? Can I get away with five? <laughs> I get away with five, maybe I can do 10. Yeah, you know, and then you're just taking ten dollars from from a hundred different accounts. That's gonna add up quick, and somebody's gonna notice. And then all of a sudden, you get the knock at your door by the by the feds, and uh, game is over. There you go. Well, yeah. Matt, I want to thank you very much. Uh, we're gonna put this on the YouTube, and we're gonna invite people to find you at the uh, Lady Law uh, Publishing Speakers Bureau to call you, to ask you, and you can answer questions about international fraud, bank fraud, credit card fraud, personal fraud, uh, family, family fraud. Family stuff, yeah, forgeries. <laughs> and uh, it's all confidential. It's all private. They can zoom in with you and uh, satisfy their curiosity, their concerns, and their fears. Yep. Okay, Absolutely. folks. Well, thank you for joining us today, and thank you, Matt, for opening the door to this very serious and very costly, very costly. Uh, subject that's going on on a daily basis. And today we're using COVID to get in the door. Uh, we use the recession to get into the door. We use uh, wars to get into the door. And six months from now, something new is going to happen, and it's going to be the same scam, just a new come on that has got your attention and got you desperate for believing. And just remember the old saying, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. It is. <laughs> well, but, that's, but that's it exactly. It's They're the same scams. They just reuse them using different names, different, you know, it used to be you won the lottery. Well, they don't do that anymore because everybody's caught on to that. So they still do the same scam. They just call it something else now. Now you you've earned a grant or you've earned a, an extra stimulus check. You know, it's the same scam, just a different name. Yeah, I'll tell you, we'll close out with a real funny story. When I worked undercover in Florida, fraud and corruption and scams, 
there was a company in, in uh, South Florida that was pulling a, a phone scam. And uh, later when I came out from undercover and I moved back to New York, I got a phone call. And it's this guy that we were investigating <laughs> a year earlier. And he says, hi, I'd, I'd like to sell you. And I said, is this uh, so-and-so? I said, we know we were investigating you for several years. <laughs> of course, he, he hung up real quick. Huh. Um, Interesting. <laughs> yeah. That'll never happen again in a million years. All right, Matt, thank you very much, folks. Thank you for tuning in to LadyLawPublishing.com. Once you get to LadyLawPublishing.com, look for MikeAndJoeConsulting.com and tune in periodically to check on our new and updated podcast. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm Mike Bonventry signing off for the day. <laughs>